Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello. Welcome to the Psych Legal Pop Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about popular culture through the lens of an attorney and a therapist, my name is Brooke Brigham, and I'm the attorney. And I'm Tess Brigham. I'm the therapist. So today, um, we thought we were going to be able to bring you our first episode. Searing commentary. Yeah, our, our first episode <laughs> of 90 Day Fiance the Other Way. But for some reason, Discovery Plus yes. is not putting it on early in the day. We have to wait till 8 o'clock tonight. Yes. And that's around my bedtime. Yeah. <laughs> From eight to ten, and that I I can't think about much of anything by between eight and ten. No, so and yeah, and then we we can't really record um, at ten o'clock at night. No, because that's really past my bedtime. Yeah, so. so we're gonna have to watch it tonight and record it tomorrow. Hopefully, get it out by tomorrow evening or Tuesday morning at the latest. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the hope to get it out on Tuesday. But what will happen from here on out is this Monday show will now become a Tuesday show. So we didn't want to just rip the rug right out from under you if you were waking up <laughs> to the one morning. Disrupt your life. Yes. And, and just could not, you know, couldn't bear not spending the day listening to us. <laughs> um, so this is just a little bit of a bonus. Yet, hey, sorry. Yeah. We didn't, we didn't realize that this, like, I don't know. Is it? It's not TLC. It's Discovery Plus, right? Well, it's on TLC, but Discovery Plus that carries these TLC shows. Yeah, like they they put Sister Wives out at midnight the night before. Yeah, so that's so how we've been able to do it. Yeah. yeah, so you can watch it when you get up Sunday morning. And I just assumed they would do the same thing. But well, I don't know. Maybe it's just for the premiere. Oh God, are they going to screw us I up again? Know. Anyway, we'll we're going to be covering it. It's happening. You might just be. You know, you might just be getting it tomorrow. Yeah. So we apologize. So instead, today we're going to talk about some hot topics. Ooh. And a lot of these are sort of extensions from our last hot topic. Yeah. Like, these hot topics are. are so hot. They're they're ongoing. <laughs> they're ongoingly hot. 
So the uh, first one is an update on uh, Lisa Marie Presley. Yeah, because I want to hear about this because I just saw the headline about what was going on that yeah. Priscilla now is fighting the trust. But what is well, happening? Not exactly. Um, so anyway, Lisa Marie's estate is held in a trust. And originally when the trust was drafted, um, Priscilla and Lisa Marie's former business manager, Barry Siegel, were named as the co-successor trustees. Mm -hmm. So while Lisa Marie was alive, she was the trustee of the trust. Mm -hmm. And then upon death, you name who you want to take over as trustee. Those are called successor trustees. So they would then carry out whatever wishes or instructions are in the trust. And so apparently in 2016, there was a trust amendment that... Um, was made. I don't know where this amendment was found, if it came from her attorney or what the, the circumstances are, but um, the amendment changed the successor trustees and replaced them with her daughter, Riley, and her son, Benjamin, who passed away after that. So Priscilla is challenging that amendment, saying that that amendment was... Um, it's not valid for several reasons. Mm -hmm. She's challenging um, the signature. She says the signature is not, does not look like Lisa Marie's signature. Um, she says that the amendment misspells Priscilla's name, mm. that the amendment was never delivered to Priscilla, which is one of the, under the terms of the trust. If there's a change or an amendment, she should have received a copy of it and it was not witnessed or notarized. So it's that sounds valid, right? Because it has to be notarized or no. No, not necessarily. It does not have to be witnessed or notarized. Mm, OK, um, at least in California, California law. But usually if a trust is initially notarized, like an amendment to a trust, you mm. can argue should also have to be notarized. But is this. The trust is, is it Tennessee? Because that's where Graceland is in Memphis. No. Or is this in California? Because they lived in California. Yeah, okay. this was filed in LA County Superior Court okay. because Lisa Marie lives or lived in Woodland Hills when she died. Okay, Got So it. that's where the jurisdiction is. So, so I don't think that it not being witnessed or notarized is necessarily fatal because unless the trust explicitly requires it. Mm -hmm. And I also don't think that these other things, um, you know, not being delivered to Priscilla or her name misspelled, those are also kind of minor details. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, because the court's going to try to uphold the wishes of mm -hmm. the deceased person. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I guess if she doesn't, if she thinks it's a forgery, the signature is not mm -hmm. hers, you could easily get a a um, handwriting expert. So what's the issue though? Because if Benjamin is gone and so it sounds like her will was in the trust was never updated after Benjamin passed away. Correct. So wouldn't everything go to back to Lisa Marie and then back to well, Riley? This doesn't affect the disposition of her trust. Oh, this is just what's the disposition of the, the trust? That means who, who, gets, inherit, who gets the money, who gets the, okay. the, the money. This just affects who's going to act as the trustee oh, and carrying out the the got it. the provisions of the trust. So, for instance, uh, and 
also in the same article I read, it's reported that the um, the beneficiaries of her trust are her children. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Riley is an adult. Yeah. So that's not really a big deal. There might, I don't, I don't know how old she is. Is she? I want to say she's, in, is she over 25? Yes. Okay. I believe so. So she's probably just going to inherit her share straight out. I mean, I don't know what the terms of the trust are. It could be that she gets distributions from it. Mm-hmm. could be that she gets it straight out. But she has two minor daughters. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's going to have to be special, you know, uh, trust set up for them. And, you know, it's a little more complicated. But it's it's not really that controversial. Mm-hmm. You know, whether Priscilla is the trustee or whether Riley is the trustee, they're both just going to hire an attorney, you know, <laughs> to yeah. like help them and they're going to carry out what's in the trust and the result is going to be the same. So do you think some of this is because um, Lisa Marie had a very difficult divorce and now custody battle with what is it? Michael Lockwood, mm-hmm. her fourth husband. So do you think this is Priscilla sort of trying to take control maybe away from Michael, like, because now that Lisa Marie is gone, the two girls obviously are the ones that will inherit the money, but Michael as their father and their one legal parent at this point, is it he in charge of their aspect of the trial? No. no. Okay. No, not necessarily. I mean, usually if you have minor beneficiaries, then you would set up a trust within a trust for them. Ah, okay. So Because they can't inherit money yet. Yes. And even once they're 18, there could still be stipulations on it. Yeah. So what would happen is the trustee of the trust, of the main trust, would then set up sub-trusts mm-hmm. to handle their money and distribute it, you know, over the next however many years. Yeah. And so it's not really, it, it's not... I really hate this phrase, but is it a nothing burger? <laughs> like, kind of. <laughs> I think so. I always hate that phrase, but it kind of feels like, so is it just sort of a slow news day? I mean, because I, when I first saw that, I was like, ooh, what's the the juicy, you know, gossip here? What's happening? It's not that juicy. The Mm. only thing that, the only thing that could be juicy is that if Priscilla and this other guy are the trustees, then they would be compensated for that. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure, I'm sure this trust is a very huge, I'm sure it's giant, right? Millions of dollars. So, I mean, they could, and, and if this is going to be an ongoing trust because there's minor beneficiaries and, you know, who knows what's in this trust, mm-hmm. that, that could be a lot of trustees fees yeah. over a long period of time. Yeah. So, I mean, she has a, um, a, an economic stake in it. It could be a control thing because, yeah. you know, she was very much in control of Elvis's legacy and mm-hmm. you know she did a lot of positive things yeah she his, really was with she really did yeah you know, and really made sure that people didn't rip off his likeness and image and everything so you know and maybe she thinks you know she can do a better job than than Riley could although like I said Riley's just gonna have a uh attorney you know mm-hmm. most of the they're both gonna just have attorneys do the work but they they get to make important more important decisions you know i guess about mm-hmm. the minor kids and i feel um i really hope that this doesn't mean that there's a rift between priscilla and riley yeah. because that's the last thing and these i keep seeing these um headlines or i would read an article because i was reading about they were talking about the ceremony and her funeral and and you know 
there was tons of things about like Lisa. This is where Lisa Marie's going to be. This is where you know they're making room for her next to her son. Yeah, she's been buried. She's, she's been buried, buried in Graceland. Yeah. And but then you'll see something where it's like Priscilla says, "This is a really difficult time." It's like, yeah, no duh, <laughs> no duh. It's a difficult time. So I'm amazed that she's walking upright personally. I mean, I think this is utterly devastating for her. It does seem a little quick. I mean, the, yeah. the funeral was just last week and now uh, what today's Sunday. So the latest she could have filed this would have been Friday. Yeah, I saw it on Friday. OK, so I don't know what the rush is. I don't know why she thinks that this is uh, it seems like if she's challenging the signature she thinks it's been forged well who would forge you know who has the motive to yeah. do that yeah you know um mind goal lock would make i don't know is it him i mean i just know that they've had such this contentious this this difficult relationship is it is it him is it someone else is it or but i mean this amendment was probably found with the original trust with her paperwork you mm-hmm. know i mean how would he get that in there yeah you're right you know? Well, I don't, I don't want to say anything. I don't know. This is just my thoughts. Yeah. So I don't want to. It would be very simple. Again, take it to a handwriting expert. <laughs> you know, yeah. they can have an answer for you, you know, probably by the next day. Maybe it was just a slow news day. <laughs> Should we move on to the next topic? But people have now learned. I've, you know, those were. It's very dry. It it's is. So boring it is. <laughs> so boring law. It's so boring. Everybody thinks the law is, you know, what you see on television. No, it's stuff like this. Yeah. <laughs> All right. For the most part. But also, too, I thought her... Um, did you see any of the funeral? I didn't know. I just read about it. Yeah, I saw... I watched some of it. Very sad. Oh, God, yeah. But also very interesting, some of the people who were there. I didn't know she was friends with Sarah Ferguson. Yeah, that one I was surprised. That was like, when did you guys become yeah, friends? That was odd. And I think apparently she was close with Axl Rose because mm-hmm. he sang, but when he, he spoke first and... Like they were very close, mm-hmm. and um, which I guess that's not. You know, they're both in that industry. But Axel Rose looked good. Oh, good. He's he. It's the best I've seen him look in a while. That is good. <laughs> oh, yeah. and another uh, interesting thing is Priscilla read a. It was kind of like a poem. Yeah, that Riley wrote, and this is just part of the poem. It said, "She knew it was close to the end." Survivor's guilt, some would say, but a broken heart is the doing of her death. Mm. So, well, I think it was right. She was using drugs to cope with the loss of her son. Yeah, right. And if that's, we haven't gotten a a, a reason why she passed away yet. We don't have the definitive whatever it is, but you know, yeah, I think it was a broken heart. I think I really do. I mean, medically, I know that's not the truth, but. I really caused, yeah, that was the yeah. uh, the root of it. But yeah, whether it was intentional or accidental, you know, I don't know. But. Oh, do you think? Yeah, I, I think it was an accident, but because I don't think she intended to because she has other children. I don't think, I think, but she definitely, um, obviously, you know, it looked like she was coping by like just, and I would be too. I'm with you, Lisa Marie. <laughs> I don't know what I would do if I was, if to lose your child. So it's it's just really like we talked about last time. It's just tragic. It's a tragic. It just seems to be this generational tra- tragedy of this family, you know. Yeah. So, ugh. continue to rest in peace, Lisa Marie. Yeah. All right. Well, moving on yeah. to something 
Much lighter. Yes. <laughs> GMA. <laughs> Good morning, America. So it's official that um, that they are now officially out, TJ and... I've forgotten her first name. Amy. Amy Robach. And TJ right. Holmes. Yes. So they are officially out. And then, this is interesting because the big headlines were all about... Um, how, ooh, well, TJ and Amy are in L.A., you know, canoodling, and they've got their arms around each other. And so then, so there's a series, you can go to Daily Mail, it's also on page six, but there's a series of photos of the two of them, like on an L.A. street, walking around, and then there's this one photo, how they're holding hands, hold on, come on, refresh, computer, this. Oh. Yes. So she does, as Heather McDonald would say, <laughs> the toddler jump. <laughs> A la Bachelor. Yeah. There's another one here. Well, they says they're just standing close. But yeah, this is the closest one. But God, they one. love it. And yeah, they do. And so she's got her basically she's got her legs wrapped around him. I mean, they're just just missing each other so tremendously that she has to run towards him and hold him. But I mean, I, so and I learned this from uh, Spencer Pratt being on Heather McDonald's show Juicy Scoop about how Really, truly, there's no paparazzi out anymore. It's not like paparazzi. Right. I mean, there may be a few hip nightclubs and restaurants that a few will hang out at. But for the most part, paparazzis have a relationship with these celebrities, with these stars. And the celebrities say, I'm going to be here. I'm going to be there. So this is clearly I would put money on the fact that this is so staged. Like there was not a paparazzo that just happened to be on this random street corner in L.A. Yeah. and caught a bunch of photos of them canoodling and then a bunch of photos of them holding hands and going to all these places. I They called them and I think they did it strategically. Yeah. Or do you think that maybe now because everyone has a phone and a camera, do you think some random person just took those pictures and then sold them to, what is that, TNC? This is No, this is Daily Mail. Daily Mail. I mean, maybe. I, I really, honestly, I feel like they have PR people. Yeah. And I think their PR people were like, listen, it's coming down. You're getting fired on Friday. You guys are in L.A. Let's hire a paparazzo. Oh, let's get tell a paparazzo where you're going to be. Yeah. Take a bunch of photos. Make it look like you don't have a care in the world and you two are so in love. Well, that would be my. Yeah, they knew they were out. They, they've been actually doing a, a mediation with ABC. Mm. And um, well, this is from TMZ. It says that they during this mediation, according to sources, uh, the network accused Robach of keeping liquor in her dressing room Ooh. and coming in drunk the day after the 2022 college football championship. And there's the fact that Holmes, it has now been exposed that he had affairs with at least three ABC News employees, including a producer and a 24-year-old junior staffer. And then is and then there's the intern. Oh, is that no? But no, and, and there's also a former intern. Oh, great. So. That's one thing that we didn't really talk about last time when we were talking about this topic, which is, Amy, if you're out there listening, this TJ, yeah, TJ's got a problem, right? It's on the wall. He is a serial cheater. And I've worked with people like this where they'll come to me and they'll say, I have cheated on every single partner I've ever been with. Like, I've never been able to be faithful. And... People always think that those people are the sleaziest, grossest people in the world. Right. And they're not like just their clients. Are, they're just people. And they're and And so there's this idea of what a serial cheater looks like or whatever it is. It's like, no, you know, there's a lot of people out there that 
this is what they do. This is their drug. Like, this is how they cope with life and life's problems. They, you know, they don't drink and they're not doing drugs, but they are, they, and I don't know if he's having anonymous sex. Like, I don't know the, the full piece of it. And I don't, I'm not saying I'm calling him an addict, but it's that same drive that we saw with Tiger Woods. We saw with a lot of other people where you just, it's the attention, it's the excitement, it's the intent, the attention of someone wanting them. It's the, um, the, you know, it's like a rush. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's adrenaline. It's the same thing that you're going to get with a drug. Yeah. So, and, and I just, I don't know what Amy's background is or not, but I just feel for her because I just think like, God, I don't think this is going to last. I don't either. And but... so leave the, I think they should have been on the air. <laughs> time i would have liked to well, watch this the rate up and the ratings went up by 11 percent yeah during the short time that they were there yeah. before you know after it was exposed until they you know put them on a break um but yeah basically abc said we all agreed it's best for everyone that they move on so they've basically negotiated mm-hmm. some kind of buyout of their uh yeah. contracts or whatever but but here's the thing I didn't know who either one of these people were before yeah. the story broke. So now everyone knows who they yeah. are. So, you know, they they should do something with yeah. that. Something no, they're productive. Gonna do, they're going to do a reality show. I put, you think so? I think that they're going to do, they're either going to do some kind of, maybe some kind of news show, maybe a podcast, maybe something like that. But I think that if I was, if I was a reality producer, I think I would be running to get the two of them in the beginning of their relationship to see, like, what happens. Like, wow. they have this chemistry I don't know. I mean, it, it, I'm sure their buyouts are enough that you, neither of them have to work again. So it's how much do they want to continue to work in news and what that looks like? Or if they're just sort of like, like people aren't going to hire us for news anymore. So we're just going to let's just do the reality. Well, yeah, they're never going to be able to be considered serious news people. Not that the they ever they were. were to begin with. <laughs> That's a very fair point. But... Yeah, they they've got to go. I guess they've they've got to go the the reality route. Yes. Anyway, I think our time with them yes. has come to an end. All right. Well, Hopefully. I I put my money on that they called paparazzi as a way of because I think that they needed to show we're fighting for love. Do you know what I mean? I think that that they, I think they needed to show to the world or to you know whomever yeah. that. Not so much like we don't care about ABC and what they did to us, them letting us go, but we're so in love that we're fighting for this. Which speaking of fighting for love, I, um, so I subscribe to the Chris Harrison podcast, the mm-hmm. greatest podcast, Most dramatic podcast. podcast ever because of what, because of us talking about The Bachelor. <laughs> and um, I listened to the first two episodes and then I kept, I kept it. So I was like, I'm like, I want to hear what's on episode three, episode four. So... I could not listen to it much, but I did listen to him talk about the TJ Holmes and um, and Amy Robach. Oh, I didn't get that. Oh, yes. I listened to the first like 15, 20 minutes through or something. But basically on his podcast, this is what he says is um, he starts talking about this and he says, Harrison mentioned speculation that ABC was planning to cut ties with Robach and Holmes. Uh, they had lawyered up. Adding to to that, I say, good for you guys. Good for you. He um, is all for it. So he said that he said, I have strong feelings about this. First of all, very sympathetic and empathetic understanding, really, of what they're going through. No, please. Because he because this is exactly what Chris Harrison, I'm sorry, went through. And 
I'm not talking about morally. Say what you will about how this all has happened and how they're they're how they've handled this. I will say none of us. I will say this. None of us know. You don't know what's happening in anyone else's house. The headlines come out and they both have lawyered up and they are both fighting this. And I have and to that I say good on you. Good on you. You guys go. I've been in this business for a long time. You sign these contracts. They are there are morality clauses in there. It is morally reprehensible to fall in love. This is Chris Harrison. Is it a big question mark? Because that's what they've done. That is the crime that they are being punished for, is for falling in love. They are on level footing. They were co-hosts. Is it illegal or wrong to fall in love with someone equal to you and to follow those feelings? Um, Okay. So this is Chris. I'm sorry. This is all Chris Harrison. This is what he thought on his show. And I rolled my eyes and stopped listening. (laughs) Well, I want to I want to address this. Yes. Is it okay. legal to is it illegal to fall in love? Well, first of all, reducing it down to that just shows how stupid he is. Yeah, it it is illegal to do some of these things. In fact, um, in the article I read, it says that the company ABC said that their relationship was not a violation of company policy per se, but they waited too long to disclose it and their behavior on set made others feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. That's why they're being let go. If they had come to the execs long Mm -hmm. ago and said, look, we've fallen in love. Yes. You know, we're both getting divorced. We're both getting a divorce. We're falling in love. We, I, TJ, I just haven't talked to my wife about it yet, but I'll, I'll, after (laughs) this conversation, I'm going to go tell her about this. I have an intern or two and might have to call. So (laughs) yes, let's let's keep this between us for now. Yeah. If they, if they would have done that and they would have like worked with ABC to figure out, okay, well, how are we going to do this? And if they had been careful and not gone out in public and hanging all over each other and then come back on the set and then be like flirting with each other. Yeah. They were uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable Mm -hmm. to watch them. It was like, almost like they were flaunting it. Yeah. So yeah, they did break the law. They were, they broke their, the contract, contract, the policies of the network. Mm -hmm. So Chris Harrison, shut up. Please, shut up. Oh, there's more to this too. Oh my but, God. Um, so Chris Harrison, he's like, oh, this wouldn't have come as shocked. You know, he's like, I've worked in newsrooms myself and everybody knows everybody's business, blah, blah, blah. Um, he, he suggested that ABC was taking a stand against the co-host because it doesn't look good publicly. And then... So he added, TJ and Amy, good on you. Fight the good fight. I'm, I was going to suggest, by the way, I have an amazing lawyer if you guys need. And he kind of knows the opponent. So basically saying, you can know my lawyer. So let me know if you need anything, Amy and TJ. I'm here for you. And then he ended the discussion by saying that the pair should have a tell-all interview. And he volunteered to host it. Of course. This because I mean, he's been through the same thing. Oh God! Because he too is just a victim. He's a victim. Chris Harrison cannot think about anything beyond himself and his purview. So basically, yeah. he goes in. Even this is he goes into this this idea or conversation or what he has to say. And listen, we too have a podcast. He has the right to say what he wants to say. But you can see so clearly. He sees everything through his lens. He sees everything through the same lens, which is. I also was fired by ABC. I'm a good person. I'm a victim too. I'm a victim and ABC is bad. And so therefore, TJ and Amy were all news people. 
Because <laughs> they're not a news Cause, person. Because they're all quote-unquote journalists. Neither is Amy and TJ, okay? <laughs> Let's be real. They are not news but, people. But doesn't it, that just infuriates me how he's just so simple-minded. Self-involved. Simple-minded, self-involved, self-absorbed. I can't. I can't with him. And you know, you know Joe Scarborough and Mika Brzezinski from they're like local New York. They're the Morning Joe. Yes, yes, yes. This yes. at CNN. Anyway, you know they became a couple mm-hmm. after they, you know, they'd already been working together and they, you know, I think they both had gotten divorced. Mm-hmm. Same kind of thing like started seeing each other but did it the right way, yeah. you know, and like talk to the, <laughs> the CNN people. And did, it's like, there is a right way to do this. And they don't go, they don't like flirt with each other. Mm-hmm. It's funny because you could never even tell that they were a couple because yeah. they're very serious. They do not flirt with each other. Mm-hmm. So, you know, okay. And I have to talk about the 15 minutes that I listened <laughs> to the Chris Harrison then, podcast. But yeah. <laughs> after that, I had to, I had to delete Chris Harrison because I was like, I am not going to give you one more download. No, no, you need to know. Well, yeah, well, I thought it was that he was going to be doing a relationship podcast. Well, that's what but I. That's what I thought he said. Maybe he did. He okay. did say that. But so his his first two guests on the after his introductory stuff. Well, before before we even get to the guests, he comes on and he says, "You know, I have to address something that you know has happened, and people are talking about it, and." Um, something having to do with the bachelor and I was thinking oh no did some other racist like (laughs) thing come out about him because he's like I'm not going to address it but I just want to say Deanna I don't even know her last name who was a former bachelorette Mm -hmm. and her husband are getting a divorce oh my god (laughs) that is shocking he's like I'm not going to say anything more about it but I wish them the best. I know that they're going to do the right thing. They have children. And I just think, I'm like, okay. I thought there was some big breaking yeah. news. Okay, so he has on Ben Higgins, who was a former Bachelor, and then that guy Wells, who's in Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah, who, bartender. I, think is, I, who I think is a good friend of his. I think these two are really, I think they're personal friends. Yeah, they were all at a golf tournament together. <laughs> I mean, this is so, this, this is so, they're, they're, they're at a, they're at some golf tournament in Texas or something. I don't, I don't know. Hold on. Before you get into that though, sorry. I just remembered something from what I heard. So he addresses the Nick Vial thing. Did you hear him talk no, about Nick Vial? So I think that he, no, I feel like, so Nick, what is the Nick Vial So thing? basically when. Oh, that first, was on the, 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 we talked, we talked about that, about how okay. Nick Vial was like. Well, God, I wasn't trying to take your job or ma- I think Nick Vial was like, so what? We can all, you know, go for your job if you want to. Basically, Chris Harrison was made some sort of offhand comment that Nick Vial was one of the people that was scrounging around for his job after he was fired. And they brought it up to Nick Vial and his podcast. And Nick Vial said, you know, he just sort of brushed it off and was like, uh, whatever you need to, you know, what did he say? You need to um, you need to. um what, what's the phrase? Like, you need to take accountability, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. This thing that we were saying, right. which is there's no accountability. And so then Chris Harrison comes back on and he's like, oh, you know, he wants to address the Nick Vial stuff. And he says, you know, one thing is apparently Nick Vial and his girlfriend, who's a good 15 years younger than him, they're getting engaged. And, and basically Chris Harrison somehow thought that that's why Nick Vial 
reacted the way he did because he had a lot on his mind because he was going to get engaged or that maybe Nick Vial. It was so bizarre. It was really bizarre. But yeah. it really his the way he thinks. Yeah. The reasoning behind weird. this stuff. It's like, no, he was just answering a question. He knows he was going to get engaged soon. Like, I don't think. I don't think that's you're taken as... over his brain. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, sorry to interrupt. Oh well. Anyway, so he's basically yeah. They're at a golf. Course, they're at a golf. These three guys, and they're just broing out. Ugh. You know, totally talking about the Bachelor, and Chris is talking like he is one of them. Like he's, you know, it was really weird because he's got to be in his fifties, mm-hmm. probably close to sixty. I don't know. I think he's in his fifties. So, and these other guys are in their thirties. You couldn't tell if if you were just listening, you you think you don't know who these people were. You'd be like, oh, this is a bunch of like twenty five year olds mm-hmm. talking, maybe thirty. I mean, he's just so immature. He just like, oh, just this. What stuff. is there to talk about about I the Bachelor? No, the stuff that they were saying, they were just talking about. They were talking all about the Bachelor and how how cool it was to be around all these great. With everyone sits great. You guys were great. You guys are some of my great friends. We're all so close. Bachelor Nation. You know, and it's like, wait, Chris, I thought you were moving on. Because mm-hmm. wasn't that part of what he said? Yeah, this is a new chapter. This is a new chapter. He's moving on. It's like, no, n- you're going backwards, yeah. actually, because at least when you were the host of the, you, you kind of had a, some, you know, seniority. You're, mm-hmm. you're supposed to be smarter than these dumb guys <laughs> who come on the show. You're supposed to be the voice of reason or something. Yeah. No, now he, it's like, He's growing out with them and he's one of them. And they're like, that's just so cool, you know? And I just, I don't know. I can't even remember Uh, like details of it. Maybe we should start hate listening to the episodes and report back because now I'm really fascinated. But I think I would, but I think it's the same thing that we talked about, which is like, I think I can listen to five or 10 minutes and then I get insane. I just like, I get so angry that I have to turn it off, which is exactly what I did this last I time. Because I think I saw that he had those two on, and I'm like, I don't know these people, nor do I. What do I care I about don't, what these people have to and say? you know what? Well, Ben Higgins, I think, has a Bachelor podcast. Oh, and that's one of the things Ben Hig- Higgins was talking about, how, well, I'm not really in this world anymore. And then someone pointed out to him, oh, except that you have a Bachelor podcast, <laughs> and you're talking to Bachelor people. Yeah. That's all you do is talk mm-hmm. to Bachelor people. And he's like, oh, yeah, well, you know. No, none of you guys have moved on. No. You're all still doing this. And the thing is, is that for Wells and for uh, Ben, you know, yeah, you, you, please, you're so recent that you went on the show because you wanted to find a platform to do it. I'm all for it. Like, I, I don't have anything against that, but don't pretend like you, that you're over it or whatever. It's part of who you are. You can't, you know, it's why we're all paying attention to you. It's why you. You're getting you. You got a podcast to begin with. Yeah, is is all of these things. So, just embrace it. But yes, the Chris Harrison stuff is so. I mean, is he just? God, is he just the dullest person? Or yeah, the, just no sense of anything. Tone deaf. He's the most tone deaf. Uh, like vanilla, nothing there but person I have ever. You seen. know what he is? This is who Chris Harrison is. You are at a wedding. You don't know a ton of people. You know a few people. You're sitting next. You get placed next to him. And you kindly say, hi, who are you? What do you do? Oh, okay, great. And they talk to you and talk at you for the entire meal, Mm -hmm. for dancing, for drinks, for cake cutting. And they never ask you one question about yourself. And I hate those people. And when I encounter one of those people, 
I put it in the back of my brain and I'm like, this person is, a is because if you cannot ask, if you do not feel uncomfortable that you've been talking incessantly about yourself at some point, because anyone with some sense of, you know, decency or, yeah, or how conversations, yeah, <laughs> that too. But anybody who has a certain level of curiosity about other people and and caring and, and understanding will eventually become uncomfortable simply talking about themselves and they're going to want to say, I, I want, I've been talking too much. I want to hear about you. Yeah. So the person who never does that <laughs> is just, there's a lot of narcissism there. That's all. Well, I think I'm going to hate listen for at least a few <laughs> more episodes because it's, all right, maybe we should all, I'll start hate yeah, listening. It's, it's kind of cathartic. Yeah. Now, should we make a prediction on how long this podcast lasts? That's the other thing too, but he, but it's by heart, I heart radio. So and he's able to do it wherever he wants. And I bet you he can he can last for a while with all these with all these bachelor people. True. But I really but I thought he was moving on. <laughs> he's not. But I really want to know what the numbers are. Like, I am very curious if there was a huge drop after those first couple episodes, because I think a lot of people did tune in whether they liked him or not. A lot of people tuned in to hear what he had to say, yeah. you know, and. I think I went on his social media at one point and yeah, all the people that, that are like respond to his social media love him. Yeah, see, that's the thing. There's a huge swath of the country that watches this show. Obviously, it's still on the air. I'm sure the ratings are are, are still good. I yeah. mean, um, who take this stuff seriously and who like these people and listen to all these podcasts. There's so many Bachelor podcasts. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's probably not get his main source of income or enough to survive on but it, it keeps him out there keeps him i guess relevant kind of so, i don't yeah but it, i mean i guess the numbers aren't gonna matter i don't know i would just be curious so do you think that he would end the podcast himself like oh this is too much work i don't want to no, do this anymore? i think he loves it i think he oh, you think they're himself talk oh yeah but but then do you think that iHeartRadio then will pull the plug and be like oh this sucks I don't know, because if it's not really costing them a lot to produce, you know, because they have all the infrastructure and mm -hmm. everything. So as long as they're making any amount of money off of it, although yeah. I didn't hear any ads. No, there haven't been any ads. That's yeah. the other interesting thing, which is why I was surprised when he said I'm on iHeartRadio Radio, because I really, truly think he was like us, like putting in a microphone in a thing and just going. Yeah. You know, and and having someone edit it for them. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe if iHeart produces other podcasts that, that could feed off of that, you know, like you could get cross listeners or mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know how it works. So I'm sorry. I think I cut you off. What's the prediction of what? Of how long the podcast mm -hmm. is going to last. I don't, you know, and that's the thing. If it, if you're right. If there isn't, if they're making enough money and it's working, then maybe. And if he has enough fans, I mean, definitely some of the comments under his Instagram posts were there, there would like be, oh, Chris Harrison, we missed you. Oh, you're so great. Blah, 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 blah. And there'd be someone who was like, yeah, but you didn't really address the issue. I don't feel like, and then, blah, 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 blah. and then there's another person who's there. So I do, I, I do think there are people who, who notice what we noticed. We're not alone in what we thought or mm -hmm. what we saw. There's other people that are like, wait a second here. This is not at all addressing anything. But there were far more of the other people. Yeah. Who are... Or, or those are the people who are going to go there and seek... I mean, if you're going to go to someone's Instagram and leave a comment, you're yeah. looking for them. 
Yeah. Because you like them, most likely. Well, I would. Unless, I... unless you like to hate, <laughs> you know. I was, kinda, I was just very curious to see his um, Instagram profile and, like, what is he putting up there? Mm-hmm. And what are people saying, you know? Because, I don't know, I like to... I have my opinions, but I do like to go out there and say, okay, what's, what's, what is everyone else talking? Am I, am I, is my opinion everybody else's or not? And, you know, yeah. do I need, I do it because I'm always asking myself, like, do I, yeah, am I crazy? <laughs> no, or, or even do I need to look at this differently? Am I not getting something? Yeah. Am I not like, you know, being empathetic and all of that? You know, well, much like Cody Brown, he's kind of become one of these people oh, I love to hate. Yes. <laughs> so I'll probably follow him for a little while. Yeah. We should put like Cody Brown, Chris Harrison. Who else? Who else can we put in a house together? <laughs> God, people with the biggest egos and the least self-awareness, put them all together in with, a house with and with very little talent. Because <laughs> the, the other part of it is some of these people who have these giant egos who are incredibly talented, maybe I won't want to spend time with them, but okay, you're talented. You are yeah. special. You know, you, you have something are. to give to the you, world. Yeah, you you are changing the world. But, but I mean, Chris Harrison, I'm sorry, but other white middle-aged guy, they could have just put him in there and it would have been the same show. Yeah. Like you're not, the show is special not because of you. Yeah. So anyway. Anyway. Oh God. Chris Harrison. <laughs> All right. So I'm next, obsessed. I want to talk about Kanye. Okay. Because I thought this was kind of interesting and it brings up this question, which is, so Kanye West was leaving his daughter North's uh, basketball game. And apparently this wasn't paparazzi or anything. This was just a, you know, average person who, you know, maybe goes to North school or something who started filming uh, Kanye as he was leaving on her phone. And he was like, you know, he got mad at her. He said something to her like, hey, stop filming me. Stop filming me. Like, I'm not, you know, I'm not here for, you know, I'm not here for me. This is an event. Stop filming him. And then she basically was like, no, I have the right to film you and on my phone and you can't say anything. So apparently he like, I think, went into her car, grabbed her phone and took the phone and threw it down. And now cops were called that he's got this assault and yeah assault charge and and then they went and interviewed so i think these were actual paparazzi but they went to kim and said you know will you comment on this and she said no i'm not going to comment on this please do not talk about these things you know in front of my children and then kind of stormed off and then apparently the paparazzi i think apologized to her and said i'm so sorry i I won't i uh." so this is i think the kanye Sorry, Yee. He goes by Yee now. Yay. Yay. Sorry. So uncool I am. The one thing about Yay is, and this is the same debate because we've been debating this for decades, which is, right, this is the kind of stuff that Sean Penn did, you know, in the 80s when he was married to Madonna. And back then, I, I really felt very strongly about the fact that, yeah, people, you know, these paparazzi and these people, they're very, very intrusive, but you made a choice like you made a choice i mean to act in large films to be the star there are you know there are a lot of people and i know because i was in hollywood there are a lot of people who are simply voice actors there are a lot of people that you know are not the leads of things there are a lot of people that don't go to these events that don't marry another famous person like if you really want to have a very 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 private life where you don't want people filming you and you don't want to be recognized anywhere there is a way to do that creatively there really is though now i'm kind of changing you know and again these are their kids and i and i do understand this because the kids didn't pick this um 
And I and I think that what's changed, obviously, since the 80s is the fact that everyone has a phone, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone has a way of filming someone taking a picture. And I can imagine for, you know, a celebrity that it feels even more intrusive than it did before. So I do have some empathy for the fact that, like, when you turn to someone and say, hey, can you not film me? You know, I'm just leaving my kids basketball game, that there needs to be some level of respect. I don't think that I don't think it, I don't think that she should be filming him after he said to stop. And I don't think he should be grabbing her in a car and throwing her phone down. Like none of that is the, his reaction to it was not OK. But I do always come back to this idea of, listen, Kim Kardashian, you know, you've built your entire, entire business, your billion dollar world based on us watching what your family does. Mm -hmm. So there's another part of me that kind of feels like, and you do put your kids on your show and your kids are on your Instagrams and all of that. Like, do we really, you know, do they have the right to have this level of privacy? That's my question to you. Because I'm very undecided. Well, okay. So what Kanye did was completely wrong. Yes. And criminal and absolutely horrible. And I don't know, here's a man who's a worldwide celebrity and he's been in situations with paparazzi and for, you know, most of his life. Why did this particular incident set him off? It yeah. was harmless. I mean, you know, it's like, okay, so what? A, a woman got a, a video of you walking to your car mm-hmm. with North after a soccer game. It, it's valueless. I mean, she's going to go show her friends. It's not like it's going to end up on TMZ. Yeah. And even no, if it did, we, we've all seen, how, I've seen tons of pictures of both Kim and Kanye at North soccer game, basketball game, whatever. A lot of times they post them themselves. Yes. Yes, they are. You know, so Boy, I, the North plays a lot of sports. Yes, North is very, very, she is a very active trial. She is. And so it's kind of like, God, Kanye, you just took something that was so meaningless and you you just made it into and, and and he did that in front of his daughter he mm-hmm. committed an act of violence in front of his daughter mm-hmm. yeah no you're right nothing i don't think what kanye did it, was okay and then asking kim about it i don't really like that either because again if north is with her and 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 again north is being you know re-traumatized yeah. and i'm sure that was very traumatizing for north to witness that now one of many things that i think poor yes, Garth is, is saying she's seen too much already then she's re-traumatized by some guy asking her mom about it and i think kim is right to say don't ask me this in front of her she, you know she's right there she mm-hmm. already this is already bad enough mm-hmm. so don't make me so i think kim is in the right there i think there's a line that even the Kardashians, you know, deserve. Yes, I do believe. That's you know, what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I don't, I'm not as black and white as I was in the 80s, you know, because I was much younger. So I don't feel like it, it that, you know, you're a celebrity and you, you, this is just how it is. But at the same time, yes, Ye, yay, continues to create a lot of this stuff Right. I mean, he could have been walked the issues. Yes, yeah. the issues. Yes. He's the one creating absolutely these, these issues. Um, anyway, I just thought it was like an interesting topic and an idea of like, what is what is the line? Is this OK? Is this not OK? I, I, I do feel for celebrities who have kids and their kids didn't sign up for this and they want to protect them. And they you know, there's I can't imagine being someone that everyone thinks they know you and security and th- what that does to you. 
But at the same time, there's just a little bit of this. Okay, so okay, so this is a line. <laughs> yeah, know? I just this feel like is, this is the lines are kind of you know fuzzy. That's all. I don't know. Well, I think North. She seems to like you know. She makes a lot of TikToks. Okay, yeah, I've seen you know, some of those with her mom. And with her, I saw one that she did, she and her sister, Chicago, did one where they um, they did each other's edges. Uh, um, that Chicago, can I just say, that Chicago is the most gorgeous she's, she's, she's super cute. She, she is going to be, um, if she wants yeah. to be Chicago, you can be anything it you want to be. But you don't have to go into show business or modeling. Yes, but you are... And she is such a stunner, such a stunner. Yeah, and the video was really cute because I'd never heard her talk before. Oh, you haven't? Then you haven't seen that she's, other video where she really corrects the younger kid. <laughs> oh, so Sam, I guess this was hands down probably the best Kardashian video was Sam was I think reciting one of Kanye's songs, uh -huh. and she goes, "No, Sami, it's like this," <laughs> and she repeat. It was it was hands down the cutest thing you would ever yeah. see. She's so gorgeous and. Th th I mean, all of the kids are... They're all... Beautiful. And, you know, not, I, Chicago is really... Like, Chicago wow. is very... And North is becoming a very beautiful... Yes, she is. Um, and she's got her own look. And she's... But she's going to be in that Paw Patrol. She's going to be a voice yeah. on Paw Patrol I with her mom. She, I think she likes this stuff. She wants it. She's... She's into She's it. into it. And trust me, this is the next generation. Yes, it is. All these kids. True. Um, <laughs> the one who's... Um, uh, Rob's... I'm blanking on Rob. Rain. Uh, no, Rob's, um, oh, Rob's daughter. Dream, dream, dream. Is she beautiful? So uh, stormy. I mean, they're all they're all super. Cute. They're all they're all gorgeous. They're gonna be the next. Like in in ten, fifteen, twenty years, whatever. Mm -hmm. Even probably sooner. I mean, they're gonna become. Yeah. This Kardashian thing's gonna go on. Yeah, they're everywhere. The Kardashians are taking infinity. World. You know, and then they're gonna like. <laughs> they're gonna have beautiful kids yeah and like so so yeah but but that yeah kanye geez like way to go that was a very um bad um parenting that's the thing you look at kim kardashian and you know all the money in the world beautiful beautiful woman achieved everything that she's ever wanted to achieve and beyond probably her wildest dreams and she still has to deal with this guy yeah she still has to deal with a difficult co-parenting situation so yeah. Nobody has it all. No. All right. So want to talk about the Oscars or, oh, yeah, or movies in general? <laughs> what yeah. happened to the movies? So when I was back in my day, when I was working in Hollywood, I knew like every movie that came out, I pretty much saw. I'd seen everything. Um, I, you know, knew what studios produced it, who, you know, who the producers were, who this was, who the stars were, all of that kind of stuff. And slowly over the years... I watch less and less movies. I watch a lot of TV, but I watch less and less movies. And then the Oscars come out and I'm like, okay, well, let me see who's nominated. And and it's just, I don't haven't seen any of these movies and I'm sure they're great. Yeah. But there's there's something about right how streaming services and COVID and everything has changed movies and it's just not the same anymore. Yeah, and also television has gotten exponentially better. Yes, it's so good. And yes. it and and better than movies in a mm -hmm. lot of cases. And it's something you can watch in your home easily every week. You know, it's kind of your little, you know, thing or you can binge it or do whatever. Um, but yeah, the Oscar nominations, I've only seen one of the films, which is which the, one did the Elvis see? film. Oh, is that good? It's great. Oh, wow. okay. I'll, I'll love that out. Well, I want to see that every, 
I'm gonna, yeah, everything, everywhere, every, all at once. Yes, yeah. I want to. I want to check that out because I really we've got a lot of nominations. Everyone says it's amazing, so I want to yeah. see that. The other part of it too is is that one of the reasons why I don't watch a lot of the movies is, especially Oscar movies, have always been very, very heavy, mm-hmm. and I just kind of like, oh God, you know. I used to be able to just go to the movies and just like watch a movie and leave, but now I just find it really hard to just. Do I really want to watch this awful thing for the next two hours? You know, it's just so hard. I just, yeah. I don't have it in me sometimes. Certain stories, certain things. I'm just like, ugh. Well, it's, a, yeah, heaviness. It's an effort. It's an effort. And, and now I'm always confused when movies come out. I never know. Some movies are released only in theaters. Some are released in the theater and then you can get it streaming. I never know which it is. I never know which streaming service like it's so, somewhat in the same thing with television. I never know. Oh, is that on Netflix? Is that on Hulu? When does that start? When is that? I mean, it's it gets so it, overwhelming to me and confusing. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to watch, when, where. And it used to be when the nominations came out, any films that I hadn't seen, you know, I would go to the theater and if I wanted to see them and make sure I saw them before the Oscars and I'd watch the, I know mm-hmm. you, we both are like... Watch the Oscars mm-hmm. live. It was a big thing. Now it's just kind of like, oh, the Oscars. I haven't seen any of these movies. And I was just telling you that in um, downtown Berkeley, where you know you grew up, yeah, <laughs> the, there's not a single movie theater open anymore. Yeah, yeah. It, it used to have you know what six little kind of independent couple, maybe one big one, mm-hmm. maybe like five independent movie theaters that would have, you know, two films mm-hmm. and they'd always have all the Oscar films and yeah, all the movie theaters were in this one small, like there were three in, in a, you know, in a one little block area, downtown Berkeley. And yeah, they're all, they're all closed. The only ones, the only movie theaters that are really open are the ones where there's a specialty one near where I live now, which is like one of these places where you can eat pizza and beer yeah. and they have like a baby night and they've got a this night and that night. That's It's kind of all novelty stuff. Or the very the, the AMCs. Or yes, that, that the managed to survive. Yeah. But yeah, you have to do, you know, you can still go and watch, go and watch a movie, but a lot of them you have to reserve if you want or like bring food. It's a whole, it's a whole thing. But um, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen because last year's Oscars were, oh, yeah, a mess, a total mess. And, um, and I and I love Amy Schumer. I love Regina King. I love Wanda Sykes, but they did not do a great job personally. I think there were, th- there were three funny, talented women and they did not, the jokes were stale, the, the gags were stale. It was all just really, ugh. I mean, if you even have eliminated the Will Smith, Chris Rock stuff, like just the show itself wasn't very good. And so that's the problem, right? The the movies used to be an event and the Oscars used to be an event. And so now that movies aren't an event anymore and the Oscars are right. really an event. And so where do we go from here? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of one of these things where I feel like, you know, when our kids are grown up, you know, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, my parents, they used to go to the movie theater. <laughs> and I used to go when I was a kid, but, you know, they don't have those anymore. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to be telling their kind of like, you know, <laughs> having a phone, having a yeah. dial up rotary phone or like dial up internet or something yeah, like that. Machine or something. 
Though I like Jimmy Kimmel, so I'm excited to see what oh, he, he does. Hosting? Yeah, he's okay. hosting it this year. So I'm excited to see what he does. But what I'll do is what I did with the Golden Globes, which is like, oh, wait, it's a Tuesday? The Globes are on? Oh, okay. And then just going on YouTube and saying, okay, let me see this. Oh, okay. highlights. Yeah, Jennifer Coolidge. Let me see her acceptance speech. Let me see this. Let me see that. Great. I'm done. I've been there. You know, I'm good. And I feel like, okay, I've done enough. Yeah. Well, maybe we should try to see a few of these movies yeah. and have a little Oscar party. Like the, like the good old days. <laughs> <laughs> well, when are the Oscars? They're in March, right? Uh, so got, now I'm kind of like, okay, I've got a month to get all this. Yeah. And now it feels like homework. It is homework because now they nominate so many more movies than they used to. They were trying to get... Like, a, yeah, more variety, mm -hmm. but it's not really. I mean, there's no comedies in here, I don't think. Is this The Fablemans? Is that a comedy? I don't know. I don't think so. The rest of these do not sound like. I mean, All Quiet on the Western Front? Oh. Someone made a movie about I mean, that's, Ugh, that sounds awful. Rating that is our college, but. <laughs> Let's see, 2023 Oscars. Yeah, and I know a lot of people love Avatar. I really don't care about those Avatar movies. I'm not a sci-fi person. Yeah. March 12th. Okay. Yeah. But see time. Yeah. It's a lot of pressure, though. It's a lot of pressure. I want to see this everything everywhere all at once. I want to see uh, women talking. Yes, yes. I, I don't know what good. it's about, but it's <laughs> just the title alone, you know. All right. The Fablemans, maybe. That's what we're doing here. Women talking. That's right. Anyway. We'll see what we'll see what happens. All right. Well, I think we should wrap it up. This bonus was supposed to be like thirty minutes, but oh, well. we just chatted and chatted, chatted. Okay, women are talking. <laughs> women are talking. Well, thanks for listening. We'll see you. So we'll see you very soon. Yeah, you'll we'll be back. You'll hear from us soon. We'll have our ninety-day episode, and um, please, in the meantime, uh, subscribe to the podcast. Give if us you haven't already five-star review. Um, tell, I, tell, a tell a friend, tell a few friends, buy my book, True You, a step-by-step -step guide to conquering your quarter-life crisis. Um, go to my website, tessbrigham.com. Um, yeah, that's a lot to do. Yeah, that is a lot to do. <laughs> so get on it. So do the book first. <laughs> Read the entire book, give me a review, and then review the podcast. <laughs> I'm kidding. All no right. Pressure here. Alrighty. Okay, see you soon. Bye. 